0: The podcasts are taken from the four volumes In Defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. Podcast 77 is entitled The Language of Liberty, Part 1.
1: Once upon a time, we liked terms such as God, flag, country, mother, father, apple pie, patriotism, America, freedom, liberty, independence, Of course, in our umbrageous age, we have seen the assault on God, flag, and country. A Stanford University document said we shouldn't use the term American, because somehow those on our southern borders might find it offensive. The publishers of children's author, Roald Dahl, removed the words mother and father from his children's books for fear of offending somebody. Personal pronouns are commonly being banned to avoid offense. But there's another assault on language that is as strange as any of the above. In the Language of Liberty, Part 1, I'm going to analyze the Democratic argument against the Republican bill entitled The Parents' Bill of Rights Act. In the Language of Liberty, Part 2, I'm going to analyze the House hearing before the Subcommittee on Civil Rights and Civil Liberties of the Committee on Oversight and Reform, House of Representatives, 117 Congress, 1st Session, September 29, 2021. It illustrates the beginning of the degradation of the language of liberty. This article is more about the abuse of language than the use of language by our Congress. It is as astonishing as it is appalling that persons in such high office in our nation do not display even a shred of critical thinking in their attempt to solve problems facing our nation. They do not use language to think, to analyze, to synthesize, or to solve problems. They use language like rabid mobs use tanks and cannon and rockets and bullets to decimate their enemies. They charge their opponents for hate speeches while they themselves are foaming at the mouth. In this podcast, I shall illustrate my point with the argument of the left against the Republican-supported bill called the Parents' Bill of Rights Act. The act itself should not have even been necessary. The fact that it was necessary illustrates how far the left has destroyed the Bill of Rights. The act is rather straightforward, as described on PBS NewsHour.
0: The bill would require schools to publish course studies and a list of books kept in libraries, as well as affirm parents' ability to meet with educators, speak at school board meetings, and examine school budgets.
1: We have all watched the news. Parents have expressed concern over the woke agenda in school board meetings. Suddenly, concerned parents found themselves classified as white domestic terrorists by the U.S. Department of Justice for speaking out against exposing elementary students to pornography. They also object to their children having their heads filled with transgender idealism, or by having their daughters referred to as he or their sons referred to as she. They objected to teachers, even in the third grade, who glorified the virtues of transgenderism without informing the parents. For their concerns, anyone who spoke out against the agenda of the left were called domestic terrorists or white supremacists because they opposed the agenda of the left. Even the president said that white domestic terrorists pose a greater threat to our government than foreign terrorists, which includes those who murdered thousands of innocent people during the 9-11 attack. You may listen to the congressional hearings, which include the full text, as I did. It is rather tedious, as one would expect, but it is not without its moment. If the subject were not so serious, one would find some of the comments so hyperbolic and outrageously absurd that one would hardly be able to stop laughing. Here's a rather tame example.
0: With the election of our president, it pulled the scab off a wound that never healed. Now it is an open gaping wound and out of children. They are throwing everything, vouchers, excessive testing, banning books, and now they are trying to drive a wedge and create an antagonistic relationship between schools and parents. How pathetic and dreadful. Parents love teachers. Everybody loves teachers. Every parent remembers a teacher's story. We are terrorizing the people who love our children, keep them safe, and educate them over eight hours. Our teachers are sacrificial lambs.
1: Don't expect it to make any sense, even in context. Unintended hyperbole seldom makes any sense. The bill barely passed the House, and it will die in the Senate. As expected, 100% of the Democrats voted against it because it wasn't their bill. Five Republicans sided with the Democrats, which is how Democrats always win when the numbers are tight. Still, the Republicans in the House had the thin majority. The following are the nine primary arguments against the bill from the left. Most of the arguments aren't even related to the issue. The language is comprised largely of spurious attacks against their opponents. The language suggests that America as a nation is irrelevant. The American citizens non existent. All that matters is personal power. The left are slaves to an agenda and will do anything and say anything to advance their agenda. Truth is irrelevant. Argument 1 from the left. All those who vote for the bill and all parents who speak out in school board meetings are anti-bill of rights. The following is a direct quote from the left.
0: Republican lawmakers won't even allow my amendment to be considered that protects the First Amendment rights of parents. We want to talk about parental rights. What about their First Amendment rights to fight for their children, LGBTQ plus children? who are fighting for gender-affirming and life-saving care. One of my colleagues brought this up, but this bill focuses on parents' rights. But what about the rights of our students? What about the rights of our young people? Why are my Republican colleagues not advocating for our students? It is because they know that the majority of young people despise legislation like this.
1: Somehow, the left turned a bill that advocated parents' rights into a bill that took away parents' rights. Then, in convoluted logic, they sided with children against parents. The goal is the destruction of the family. In logic, it is called a red heron. The logic of the left has no bearing on the bill at hand. What the congressperson is advocating is for another argument. The congressperson's argument must stand on its own merit, but the argument above is spacious and irrelevant. The following is another example of Red Heron by the left. It doesn't even bear on the issue.
0: If Republican lawmakers cared so much what's happening in our schools, they would focus on feeding kids so we can ensure everyone learns on a full stomach. If Republican lawmakers care so much what's happening in our schools, they would make sure that students have updated technology. Teachers have the resources they need so students can actually learn. If Republican lawmakers cared so much what's happening in schools, what about the kids that are gunned down in their classrooms? The leading cause of death in this country being gun violence for young people. None of that is in this bill. This bill is just a vehicle for hate and political nonsense, pushing a chosen wedge issue. It's not about policy. It's about politics. It's not about freedom and liberty. It's about the fear of a problem that doesn't exist.
1: After reading the congressperson's argument, you still know nothing about what is in the bill. All we know is that the speaker thought it was a vehicle for hate and political nonsense. The statement above is meaningless. The argument is meaningless. Argument two from the left. All those who vote for the bill and all parents who speak out in school board meetings are anti-education. The following is a list of reasons used by the left against the bill. Again, it is a separate issue and has no relevance.
0: One, they want to ban books. Two, they want to ban a book called Melissa, a book describing, in very personal terms, the experience of a trans girl beginning to understand her identity. Three let's just face it there has been a movement to limit public education since brown v. board of education decision four it opens the door to gagging educators parents and students and turns classrooms into archaic tools for a vocal extremist minority
1: it is true that many parents spoke heatedly against requiring students to see and read pornography the book referred to above was apparently very explicit. But in what logicians call hasty generalization, the left claimed that parents want to ban books indiscriminately. The following are direct quotes from the left, none of which are directly related to the bill.
0: One, they want to ban books. They want to bully the LGBTQ plus community. They want to bring guns into classrooms, kindergarten, and above. That's their educational agenda. Two, this bill is going to be weaponized by far-right groups and used to threaten schools with legal action if they don't pull books off the shelves. They want to ban books about black and brown people, and they want to ban books about LGBTQ plus people. Three, every single Republican voted against this amendment. In other words, they voted to support the banning of books, he said. And in our view, in our estimation, that includes the banning of books on the Holocaust, on the Civil Rights Movement, on slavery, on women's history, on Native American history, on the LGBTQ journey, on Latino history, on Asian American history, and as it relates to baseball.
1: Those statements are simply false. The simple fact is that parents want to say in their children's education. They want to be told if their children have been persuaded to change their sex. They want to know what their children are being taught. Parents should have a right to determine if a book is inappropriate for their children. One of the strangest arguments against the bill came from the following two statements.
0: 1. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez Require schools to out trans, non-binary, and LGBT youth even if it would put said youth in harm's way. For so many children of abuse, school is their only safe place to be. 2. Mark Takano When a home is not safe for LGBT kids, schools become their safe place. The bill would push good teachers to do bad things, to force kids back into the closet. It is a fundamental invasion of privacy that puts children in danger.
1: Let me repeat the summary of the bill they are arguing against, because you would never recognize it from the above arguments.
0: This bill would require schools to publish course studies and a list of books kept in libraries, as well as affirm parents' ability to meet with educators, speak at school board meetings, and examine school budgets.
1: Yet, the two members of Congress quoted above are claiming that school is safer for children than the home is. One congressperson said, We are terrorizing the people who love our children. Keep them safe and educate them over eight hours. Our teachers are sacrificial lambs. We will fight you as long as it takes. The language is astonishing. To claim that parents who are interested in their child's education are being accused of terrorizing the teachers is nonsense. But to claim that school is safer for children than the home is an inconsolable act against families. They want the state to take away all parents' rights in the home. They are accusing all parents of child abuse. It is like the lion speaking to the sheep. Give us your lambs. We will keep them safe. Such overheated rhetoric is dangerous. Child abuse in the home is another issue and certainly should be individually dealt with. But the speaker is accusing all parents who want to take an active interest in the education of their children as being terrorists and child abusers. There's a kind of hysteria about it all that is far removed from reality. It is unsettling that this is how our government is being run and how decisions are made. It is a kind of madness. Argument three from the left. All those who vote for the bill and all parents who speak out in school board meetings are anti-teachers, anti-children, and domestic terrorists. Unfortunately, I must edit the following argument to conserve time, but it should be heard in full. If you can relate it to the issue at hand, you're cleverer than I am.
0: It opens the door to gagging educators, parents, and students and turns classrooms into archaic tools for a vocal extremist minority. Just look at the colossal educational nightmare unfolding in my home state of Florida right now. Governor DeSantis and his stooge Florida lawmakers Prohibit girls from discussing their menstrual periods with one another while in school. They are already banning books and they are barring certain elements of African American history from being taught in school. Governor DeSantis and his radical allies are working to marginalize Florida's LGBT history and others they deem unworthy. So it is no surprise. My colleagues across the aisle want to export these same dangerous policies across America. All we want for our children is the safe learning environment that ensures they discover the wider world and not force them to grow into narrow-minded, ignorant adults. But this legislation hands a vocal extreme of parents the power to dictate what every child learns.
1: The bill protects all parents' rights. The author assumed that only extremists would attend parent-teacher conference and school board meetings. Other arguments, which include name-calling, follow the same reasoning.
0: 1. Extremists 2. A right-wing straitjacket 3. Always need their input. This bill is nothing more than a talking point of extreme MAGA agenda that will hurt children and hurt our schools.
1: Argument four from the left. All those who vote for the bill and all parents who speak out in school board meetings are fascists. One legislator said,
0: One, when we talk about progressive values, I can say what my progressive value is and is freedom over fascism.
1: Another legislator said,
0: Two, going on a censorship spree that would make the Chinese party member blush.
1: Such hyperbole again is nonsense. It goes so far beyond common sense that one can hardly believe these are officials elected to our Congress who meet to create our laws and defend our liberty. It doesn't seem to occur to them that they are fighting to take away the rights of parents to have a say in their children's education. Underneath their argument is the entire destruction of the family by turning over our children to the state to teach them their values. Argument 5 from the left. All parents who take an interest in their children's education are homophobic. The following are some of the comments.
0: 1. Want to ban books about LGBTQI plus people. 2. This Republican bill is asking the government to force the outing of LGBT. 3. Require schools to out trans, non-binary, and LGBT youth, even if it would put said youth in harm's way. Four, this Republican bill is asking the government to force the outing of LGBT people before they are ready. Five, they want to bully LGBTQ plus community. Six, attacking LGBTQ plus students. Seven, force kids back into the closet. It is a fundamental invasion of privacy that puts children in danger.
1: Argument 6 from the left. All those who vote for the bill and all parents who speak out in school board meetings are racist. This is illustrated by the following comments from the committee
0: 1. Suppression of historical facts about slavery, Jim Crow segregation, and racial violence. 2. And in our view, in our estimation, that includes the banning of books on the Holocaust. 3. Extreme MAGA Republicans don't want the children of America to learn about the Holocaust. 4. They want to ban books about black and brown people. 5. Want to ban books on Native American history. 6. Wants to ban books on Asian American history and as it relates to baseball. 7. Want to ban books on slavery. 8. Want to ban books on the Civil Rights Movement. 9. Want to ban books on Latino history.
1: The above statements are blatantly false and have no support, but truth is not relevant where agenda is concerned. Argument 7 from the left. All those who vote for the bill and all parents who speak out in school board meetings are sexist. This is also illustrated.
0: 1. Governor DeSantis and his stooge Florida lawmakers prohibit girls from discussing their menstrual periods with one another while in school. 2. Want to ban books on women's history.
1: Argument 8 from the left. All those who vote for the bill and all parents who speak out in school board meetings are terrorists. Again, I quote from the minutes of the meeting.
0: 1. Endangerment to students make schools more hostile, causing hate, bigotry, and sometimes death. Two, we are terrorizing the people who love our children, keep them safe, and educate them over eight hours. Our teachers are sacrificial lambs. Three, for so many children of abuse, school is their only safe place to be. Four, they want to bring guns into classrooms, kindergarten, and above. Five, weaponized by far-right groups. Six, push good teachers to do bad things.
1: The language of the left used above is perhaps far more revealing than they intended. It is only the agenda they want to protect, not the children. 100% of the Democrats voted against the bill. One Democrat speaks for all Democrats. Congress is superfluous. It was not a debate; they were meaningless eruptions, diatribes that remind one of the gurgling mud pots of Yellowstone Park, erupting from the combustible bowels of seething hatred. The words don't communicate; they splatter, sling in mud, and emit an odious odor. It was a battle of language, each wanting to appear more ferocious than the other. They were pit bulls, unleashed, not rational human beings who considered both sides of the issue. Their minds were fixed before they entered the sacred halls of Congress. The outcome was decided before they began the debate. Language was the only weapon allowed. Therefore, they sharpened their tools razor-sharp and slashed at their opponents. The above are childlike outbursts, emotional flare-ups, not arguments. The term fact-based learning was repeated a number of times. They failed to say that fact-based learning to them meant the explicit language of pornography taught to innocent children. It was as if one were saying to the other, I am more outraged than you are. There was barely a coherent thought among them. They did not communicate logical ideas, they didn't speak, they exploded.